Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I want to talk about some of the things that are going on around the community, because to be perfectly honest, it's a really light news week from Rare. We haven't gotten any new weekly updates, and it's almost been a full month, and I'm starting to wonder, when is that next update going to come? And if it's going to be on this week or next week. So let's get into it. First up on today's docket, I did want to dive into some uh, just kind of thank yous for the community because last week was the 100th episode of Keelhauled Podcast, not including any of the extra episodes or bonus episodes, any of the shore leaf stuff. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that reached out to me and congratulated me on 100 episodes. It was a really awesome thing to actually do, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the next uh, 100 episodes go. Um, with that, I wanted to touch on um, some of the stuff that I thought about with this new year. And with the new year, um, I just wanted to, to say that I hope everyone had a really safe uh, New Year's Eve and that everyone got home safe and they had a good time. Uh, it seemed like everyone did, um, but I know there's a lot of stuff going on down in Australia. So if you're listening to this in Australia, I hope you're safe. I hope you're away from any of the fires that are going on down there. And hopefully uh, we're able to get some help out there soon if uh, our government does something about it. But um, with that, I wanted to mention that the current update is still active. That's still going. So if you're out there and you still want to do some gifts, definitely try to check in with some of the different discords I know as well as uh, our discord. Um, people are still trying to get these gifts traded and it's it's tough. This is probably one of the harder updates to try and get all of that stuff done uh, the later and later it gets into the updates. Um, we've also had a huge influx of players too so I know there's a lot of people that don't even know about the updates uh, or the gift giving and stuff like that as they're just trying to get their their uh, their feet wet and kind of know what's going on with sailing and, and being a pirate and all that good jazz. But um, one thing that I did want to bring up if you are fresh to the game and you do don't really have like a whole lot of uh, cosmetics, the Twitch Prime loot is still available. That's still uh, you can access that through https colon forward slash twitch.amazon.com forward slash tp. And all you have to do is link up your Amazon uh, Prime account with the Twitch account and make sure that Sea of Thieves is linked to Twitch uh, with your Microsoft account and after you go through that whole rigmarole, then you can claim the Twitch loot, uh, you can get the, the monkey, you can get the uh, emotes, as well as the unicorn figurehead, which is just a, a revamp of the, um, the hunters, but it, it looks... It's funny. I, I give up on that. But anyway, that's still available. So make sure if you haven't gone over to Twitch to claim that, make sure you do so uh, before they take it down. Um, usually this stuff is up for a while, but I have a feeling that somewhere towards the middle of this month, they will um, take that down because it's already been a month since that popped up. And with that out of the way, I wanted to dive into some of the community stuff that I've been seeing uh, over the last week that I thought I'd bring to your guys' attention. So the first thing uh, comes with some art, and that comes to us from Umatu, uh, O-O-M-A-T-U, over on Twitter. And they brought out this really beautiful 
picture that is uh, just kind of of the sea and it has a, one of the big islands uh, off to the side and a galleon sailing towards a giant crab. And this is the ocean crawler. And the name itself depicts exactly what this image looks like. It looks like a giant crab with its legs uh, keeping it above water. And on top of this crab is what looks like a normal island. It looks like an actual island. And I love this idea that uh, there could be an island on top of this actual crab and that it is just used like this rock formation uh, as its own thing. And over time, uh, life has, has spread to it and grown on it. And as such, people have used it as a really, really cool way to hide your treasure from, you know, other pirates because it's always moving. And unless you know the habit, the habits of say, like, or the nature of this ocean crawler, this gigantic crab, uh, then it would be impossible for you to be able to track and see where this island is going to be going so you know where to go to get your treasure if you need it or to drop off more. It's an amazing idea. I, I love it. Uh, the concept of it is just something that kind of, it, it brings another kind of world uh, PVE aspect to the game, but it's not a threat. Uh, or I guess it could be. It could very potentially be a threat. You may have to subdue this if it's actually uh, like walking away or starting to attack you. But it's one of those things where this would be something that would um, that would be really really cool to see come to the game because we we don't have any. I don't think I've ever seen a game that's kind of like this. Uh, in fact, I think the closest thing I can think of that gave me this kind of feel is uh god of war like I'm, I'm just just starting to get back into god of war i took like a year off and uh, i jumped back into it um the other day and as i've been playing through it i've been progressing more towards like the world serpent and the world serpent is so huge that it, it literally lays on top of all these mountains and it's it's amazing to see this so you know when i'm when i'm looking at this giant crab with an island on its back and I'm thinking like, you know, this would be really awesome to see in game. I would love to see like, it, you know, something where you would actually have to kind of slow down the, uh, the slow down the actual crab or or you would have to kind of pull its legs out to, to stop it, to get it to drop. And the only way you could do that is if you is if you had a, a harpoon and you tried to uh, sail away with it harpooned uh, to to the ship or actually tied off to the ship. Um, it's, it's a crazy idea. Uh, I, I would love to see something like it, but yeah. The other thing that I wanted to bring up was something that was actually brought to my attention thanks to Mike Chapman, who was uh, wandering around on Reddit and found the uh, an artist named, and I'm going to butcher his name, so I do apologize because I have no clue how to actually pronounce it, but it's uh, Laban Boldero uh, or Serbats, which I think Serbats is just a much easier way to actually say the name, so I appreciate Serbats. Uh, but he went and printed out some 3D figures. He's an artist. He goes and actually sculpts out uh, character models and stuff like that. But recently, he's been working on the uh, skull replicas, uh, you know, like the the regular like ritual skull and the captain skull and the uh, the um, regular kind of order of souls like foul bounty skulls. Those skulls. And just recently, he printed out some 3D figures that 
I would say are, are kind of the size of what looks to be like a G.I. Joe or maybe like a, a Kenner Star Wars figure, that kind of size. And he went and he started actually working on um, his character, Sir Bats, his actual pirate. But he printed one out in a clear, uh, or not a clear, but a, a translucent green uh, uh, kind of material that was of Captain Pendragon, Sir Arthur Pendragon. And it looks awesome. And it totally reminded me, uh, and Mike as well, of the Ghostbusters figures that I used to have as when I was a kid. Um, I'm going to have links to both of these two artists' uh, tweets about this content so that if you guys want to go take a look at it for yourself, uh, just head over to the show notes in, in the actual podcast app uh, or go to podbean.com and, and look up uh, Keelhawk Podcast. You'll be able to, to see me. I'm pretty sure I've got um pretty sure I've got that all there. But the show notes are always with every episode. And they've got links to uh, important stuff that I want to make sure that if it's something visual, because this is an audio medium, I can only paint as good of a picture as I possibly can uh, without it, it failing um, due to just, you know, not being good enough at, at describing stuff, I guess. But uh, it, to see it is, is something spectacular. So um, I'm going to leave links in the show notes so that you can make sure that you can go ahead and, and head out there and actually check this out. Next up on today's docket, uh, I, I think, you know what, now that I think about it, I'm going to make this episode probably a little bit shorter than our normal episodes, because to be perfectly honest, there's just not a whole lot to talk about, and uh, I just want to make sure that I'm not wasting your time with stuff that doesn't need to be talked about. But one thing that I did want to touch on is, of course, the fact that we had... Christmas, and we had a whole bunch of people go out and get Sea of Thieves, uh, whether they picked up one of those Xbox SADs for $150 with Game Pass for three months, or they just decided to pick it up uh, or join a friend recently. Some of the things that I've been noticing is a lot more kids and a lot more fresh pirates, uh, people that really don't have a good understanding of all the dinner inner workings. And it's been my experience that Rare has always given us uh, the opportunity to teach the the new people to our community um, more about the game. So if you're listening to this and you're uh, a, a long-standing pirate, then this probably isn't going to be uh, as big of a, a thing for you. This isn't going to really apply to you. But I did want to talk about one thing in particular, and that was alliances, uh, because it's been my experience this update that there have been a lot of people sailing who don't understand the alliance system. It's a system that we've had in place for going on a year and a half now. Uh, it was introduced back in June of 2018, and its design was to help facilitate the idea of giving players more of an incentive to join up for events or for their own personal gain and to try and get like some some kind of help out on the seas in case you need it and the goal of it is is fairly straightforward when you want to start an alliance you have to be in range of the ship that you want to alliance with uh, each of you will have to go up to the crow's nest into the flag box uh, which is located next to the bell and you have to go into the second panel. Uh, once you get into the second panel, you'll see a few options, and the options are very clue, or clear. Um, offer Alliance and Join Alliance and Cancel Alliance. Uh, those are going to be the three options you have, and 
when you put out the open or offer alliance, uh, you're going to be able to join up with, uh, or people are going to be able to join up with an alliance with you once they're in range with their ship. Uh, they'll go up to their flag box, check the second page, and it'll say join alliance. Uh, the goal of the alliance when you're actually earning stuff is fairly straightforward as well too, but they don't tell anyone how to how this all works so if you are turning something in everything that you turn in you get a hundred percent of anything that uh, that someone else turns in they get a hundred percent of now if you turn in something the crews that are allied with you they will earn 50 percent of whatever you turn in but that doesn't take any any actual amount away from you you still earn 100% of what you turn in there's a bonus 50% that goes towards them because they're in an alliance um, it's it's a really great system there's really no reason to not do it except for that it tends to breed a sense of false security uh, just because you're in an alliance doesn't necessarily mean that the other people can't betray you and it doesn't break the alliance if they do betray you they they actually have to break the alliance or you have to break the alliance uh and with having someone actually sink you or you sink them if you sink them in their inner alliance they will generally sh spawn a new ship closer to you uh if you if you do plan on sinking a ship before it goes down i would recommend breaking that alliance that way when they do actually sink they respawn their new ship at a further distance from where you currently are giving you a little bit more time to actually react um, i've been having a lot of problems well i shouldn't say problems i've been in and noticing that i've been running into a lot more crews that are just openly hostile that don't really have any stake in the game uh like they're they're not really trying to get any treasure or they might be trying to get treasure from me but if if they uh if they were to sink me they'd probably find out that i don't keep treasure on me very long uh i usually turn it in but uh, overall um it's it's been tough to try and communicate with other players um when you are communicating with other players you want to use a speaking trumpet if you're far away because uh, there's a better chance if you're actually using voice chat that using a speaking trumpet they can actually hear you um, another thing that's not really explained in the game uh, proximity chat is definitely something that you have to take into account because you can only hear people if they are actually close to you uh, you know some persons two two islands away and they're not in your crew there's no way you're going to be able to hear them you'll have to actually actually message them there's a lot of other things in the game that really aren't explained so i'm kind of hoping that uh, these will help out um, if you appreciate these and you guys want me to do some more uh, kind of basics or explaining things like that I can definitely jump into those but just just for the sake of some of the new events that have been coming out recently it's been apparent that there are a lot of new pirates on the seas that don't understand the new alliance system <laughs> Alright, I said I was going to keep this short and I wasn't kidding. We're going to keep it short. So the one thing that I wanted to talk about uh, lore-wise deals with two things. Uh, some stuff that I found that uh, was brought to my attention because of uh, one of Captain Falcor's 
videos. I hadn't been out to this island in a long time, and he put up a video about the Lagoon of Whispers uh, over in the shores of Plenty, just north of Mermaid's Hideaway. If you head out to that island, there's actually been some revamping. Um, there's a little bit of a workstation as well as a, a, a pup tent so someone can actually sleep, and it looks like there's actually been someone who's been uh, leaving a lot of journals, like well-documented journals, and it talks about how they were actually out and they they had been to Sea of Thieves, but they actually left Sea of Thieves, but they were actually hijinked, uh, or they were they were kidnapped and then put with someone who was speaking nonsensically about a, a, a treasure that had been lost to to an actual crew. And part of this is is from Falcor's video, and he does a really good job. So I'm gonna actually put a link to his video uh, about Umbra from the uh, if you guys were. If you guys were here back when the game first started, there was a, a banana quest contest that went up that was for anyone that wanted, you had to have a full crew and you had to work out a, soul, a whole slew of different riddles and quests and clues to come to the eventual uh, uh, end of the game where you're actually going to be um, heading out and finding you know, where this island was or where this treasure was and stuff. It was a, a really great event and it, it benefited four crew members who I think are still playing, uh, though I haven't seen them, but they got a full set of mercenary uh, outfits that were all colored yellow. They got banana sails and they got golden bananas that were actually like gold bananas that were worth, I, I'm i trying to remember if it was like 20 grand. I think it was 20 grand. It was like five grand a piece or something like that. And uh, it was really a really awesome event. And, and there were a lot of people who were working on Think Cruise uh, for that. But as a result of that contest, uh, they had a, a model who it was a model or was an actress. I can't remember uh, which of the two it was, but she was uh, painted up to look like she was completely covered in tattoos. And they did some filming with her on the beach. And she was part of giving the, the clues to Silent Bob. No. That's something else. <laughs> blind Bob, uh, to blind Bob, uh, his treasure. I think it was his treasure. The whole the whole goal of that was just to have her as a character. Her character is actually a character design that was found in the Sea of Thieves art book as a potion. No, was it a potion seller? I think it was a map seller. I think she was listed as a just a generic map seller in the actual art book. But the, the video that Falcor puts out talks about her um, possibly being the person that is over at the Laguna Whispers, which if you read the journals and you understand the context of the, the banana quest that happened uh, back at the start of the game, it does make a lot of sense. It does make, make sense that that's, that is a, a very plausible candidate for uh, who's writing all these journals over at Laguna Whispers. And, and after I got back uh, over there and read through them, um, it definitely makes sense. How this ties into like what's going on in Sea of Thieves as far as like the Reapers hideout, I don't know. I, I'm actually really not sure why they put these in, um, but I'm assuming that if past is precedent, then we're going to be getting an update soon that will kind of tie into that because it's it's work that Rare's been putting into the game and they like to do these kind of teases where they put stuff out into the game for players to find. And once they found them, then they just, they automatically, they, that's going to be like their next stage for whatever update is coming in the future. So I, I would not be surprised at all 
if the the next update that we get this month, I don't think it's going to be the 8th. I, I think, or not the 8th. Is it the 8th? Yeah, because technically today's Monday. My calendar's all off. I started recording on Sunday. It's bleeding into Monday. That's just how I always do it. But anyway, the 8th or the 15th, uh, I think are the projected dates, obviously the second or third third Wednesday of every month. Uh, if I remember correctly from the stream that I talked about in one of the past podcasts, I think I said it was the 13th, which I should have I should have fact checked at the time because the 13th is not a, it's not a Wednesday. The 15th is. So I imagine that we'll probably get the update on the 15th and we will probably be getting an update or a, um, a developer, a weekly dev update this Wednesday, uh, talking more about that, uh, whatever that, whatever the update for January is going to be on the 15th. Um, and just as a reminder too, uh, I, I would anticipate trying to get everything done by Wednesday, uh, as far as the gift exchange and stuff goes. And just a reminder too, there's, um, this is not, like hopefully most people notice this because I didn't notice till a couple weeks passed into December. Uh, but the the actual gift giving, there's a time limited thing in there where you have to turn in all the gifts. You have to turn all the gifts in, and other crews have to turn all the all the gifts in. And I think it's uh, I think it's worth thirty doubloons. Um, but that that does go away. You can't earn the doubloons for that once the update is off. Uh, so I know there's the ones where you have to go out and actually do the uh, the voyages for the different seas. That's pretty simple. The one that's the most important is definitely going to be making sure that you have all of the gifts, uh, all the generous gifts and all the humble gifts turned in as well as making sure that other crews have turned in those as well. They're pretty easy to get. A lot of it just comes down to trying to get someone over to that island at some point to actually go and turn them in for you. Uh, I think the the last ones that I had turned in was uh, the result of, uh, of, of having to server hop till we found a friendly ship. And then once we found a friendly ship, we all got in a big alliance and we got a whole bunch of gold out of it. But we actually had to have one of their crew members head over to the Reaper's hideout with us to actually go turn those in. But once once we got those turned in, I was good. I was done as far as that. I went and farmed the last five gifts uh, that I needed to turn in myself uh, on my own. Now, the, I think like the next night took took maybe an hour and a half, I think, to, to sail around to get the different generous gifts. But uh, definitely try and make sure you get at least the gifts stuff taken care of in the voyages because uh, having having the extra 30 doubloons can make a difference. Or you could just say, nah, I'm not worried about it and find like an extra Reaper's chest. That'll be worth another 25 doubloons. So not a big deal if you can't quite get that one because I know it's going to be a lot harder once this update ends, uh, similar to the way uh, the Fort of the Damned is a lot harder to get the Ritual Skulls now to be able to actually do that. And and as I'm thinking about this, I'm kind of wondering what the game is going to look like with uh, the next update, because uh, I don't know if we're going to be going back to reg regular skull forts or, or if we're going to be keeping the uh, the red skull forts. Um, I, I imagine what they'll probably do is they'll probably actually cycle them. If I, I don't know for sure, um, but I would hope that they would start cycling the old ones and the new ones. So if somebody wanted to get more loot that was actually geared towards the uh, the regular trade companies, like the Order of Souls, Gold Hoarders, and Merchant Alliance, then they could go for the White Cloud Skulls 
or if they wanted more towards the actual mercenary voyages, then they could actually go and wait for the uh, red skull clouds. So we'll have to find out, or I'm sure we'll find out soon. It probably won't be too long before the update comes, and we'll have a little bit more information about that. Um, But I did want to at least make sure that people were kind of aware of that, as well as uh, heading out to the Laguna Whispers, um, because I think those are going to be some of the the next kind of teases that we're going to get. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's going to be happening with the tree that's over at Reaper's Hideout, like if that's actually going to get taken down, because uh, it is kind of like a Christmas tree. But I imagine something's got to happen with the Reaper's Hideout um, next update where we're going to find out more information or what what kind of weird thing we're going to have to go get for uh, the Masked Stranger and, uh, and Stitcher Jim. And if we're ever going to have Duke back, I, who knows at this point, <laughs> he's going to, he, he may just be dead somewhere. We don't know. Stitcher Jim probably could have just killed him and buried him out back. Uh, we'll, we'll never know uh, until he, until he comes back. If he comes back, uh, I miss him. All right, the last little bit of news that I wanted to get into deals more with lore, and it actually comes to us from Mike Chapman. Uh, he posted, or no, he retweeted uh, Hannah Smith's tweet about her or adding some Maiden Voyage artwork. That was, sorry, I'm grabbing the tab right now so I can look at this. Hannah Smith uploaded some really cool level work from the Maiden Voyage on her art station profile, and Mike actually retweeted it with some interesting information about Old Sailor Island, which is the name of the island on the Maiden's Voyage. And one of the things that I thought was really cool about this was he actually kind of responded to one of my questions because I was not expecting this, but I I asked the obvious question about the pirate lord on on Maiden's Voyage. Uh, I asked how he and skeletons were able to exist outside of the shroud, and he responded, and he said that the pirate lord is emotionally tied to his ships, so he can be near the magpie's fortune. Nothing stops skeletons from leaving. The Sea of Thieves is also near the Bermuda Triangle, so sightings of sea monsters by sailors linked to it. And I, first off, I just want to say thanks, Mike. I really appreciate you responding and I appreciate the little bits of lore because it's something that it's, it's, it feels like it was, it felt like it was kind of like a weird, like loophole in, (laughs) in the game rules. You know, it felt like it was one of those things is like, okay, well I get it. It's a new, it's a new thing uh, that we want players to experience and they, they, what better way to have them uh, kind of brought into the world by actually getting to meet the pirate Lord. It was something that I really appreciated when I was playing through wrath of the Lich King uh, when on, on world of Warcraft back in the day where you actually met the Lich King right off the bat. And then the end goal was to get to him but he was right there when you started and then you you leveled up and you got through the different zones and he was constantly like checking in to be like oh hey by the way I'm still around and the pirate lord does that as well but so what better way to have uh, uh, an introduction to sea of thieves than by getting to actually meet Ramses uh, at the wreck of of the magpie's fortune uh, coincidentally enough not the magpie's wing which was his second ship uh, as far as I can tell. So the Magpie's Fortune, the one that's shipwrecked on Maiden's Isle or Old Sailor Isle, uh, that is actually, um, actually, I'm trying to think, isn't there an Old Sailor Isle uh, in Sea of Thieves already? The one that's just north of um, 
Sunken Grove and Daggertooth Island. Someone's going to have to research that. I'm not going to pull out my map from my RP game just yet to, to check on that, but uh, someone can check can fact check me later on that one. Uh, but the Magpie's Fortune is the one that's sitting uh, on the actual island uh, that we venture through. The Magpie's Wing is at the unmarked island just south of Crooked Masts. And I love the idea that <laughs> I love the idea that the skeletons could leave the shroud at any time, uh, but they're either too lazy or too dumb to do it. And I, it's just a, it's a, such a funny concept. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Skeletons can leave whenever. Doesn't matter. Which actually uh, lends more credence to the idea of uh, Voodoo Icon, who he and I had the debate forever ago about um, how uh, how the Cap- Captain Flameheart Sr.'s body made it back to the Sea of Thieves. Um, that actually lends a little more credence to, to his argument on that side. So I'm interested to see if that's actually what happened, because if it is, kudos to him for thinking of it, because that's awesome. And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else about this. Uh, oh, the, you know, Mike definitely feels like there's a Bermuda Triangle out there. Well, I know there is technically a Bermuda Triangle, but the mysteriousness of it all and stuff like that uh, is just kind of fun. But I like that there's 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 now canon around the idea of a spirit who is either at Athena's Fortune or, or uh, the Fairy of the Damned, that a spirit can be tied so emotionally to their ships and kind of makes sense, like, why why we actually go back to our ship once we leave the Ferry of the Damned. Uh, you know, they could probably pop pop us off anywhere, but, you know, to think about it as like an emotional attachment to your ship, uh, that's why you spawn back there um, or why you exist there. But I, I love that idea that, you know, if, if you ever became a spirit and you were in the world of the living, uh, that you could actually just kind of pop around to wherever your, your wrecks are, wherever your uh, ships are. So I just want to say thanks to Mike because I, I really appreciate just the the little tidbits of lore that you give out once in a while that help kind of build up the, the the story and the world and the atmosphere around the game. Next up on today's docket, I did want to reach out with the emails that I got this week. Uh, this one comes to us from Dadog. He writes in again and says, I've been listening to the podcast a lot and it has given me ideas for new things. First, what do you think about stunning another player from another crew and then locking them in your brig? They would have to be able to pick the lock after a certain amount of time so that you couldn't keep them in there forever. Second, I think it would be great to have a random button for emotes. Third, what do you think about new Athena voyages in which you which you have to say, start the Fort of the Damned and then get certain things from it, such as Grey Morrow's Skull or sailing to the Shores of Gold uh, to complete the voyage? And you must complete some sort of new quest there. Last, is there a reason there is no Brigantine Arena? Love the podcast. Listen to it every Monday night. Keep it up from the dog the dog thank you so much you threw a lot out there so let's kind of address uh some of the stuff that that i wanted to um or from from the top and stunning another player from another crew and locking them in the brig um i love the idea that they could pick the lock uh the trouble i have with that is that it needs to be something that's as simple as um patching a hole on a ship 
They just have to be able to hit the radial, have it fill up and exit that way. Uh, it would be fun for people in alliances to kind of to play around with each other. Um, I just don't know how much I, I want um, being able to give up player control uh, for a player because there are pirates out there who their whole whole life is is just playing the game so that they can uh, torment other people and grief them. And the last thing I want people to do is feel like they have no control in a game that is designed to give them all the control and all the decisions they want in the world. Um, so I, I know that the brig is really kind of underused nowadays. We really don't have much use for it because of closed crews and most pirates don't typically get into that, uh, atmosphere where they want to role play. I, I think that the, that the brig still has a lot of value, but I think that the value is going to come when there's a time where people can build stories and do role playing and kind of in-game RP, uh, you know, where they have their pirate and their pirate is who it is and there's a captain and there's rules and there's voyages and there's alliances and treaties and bargains and all that good jazz. When you can build a game that affords players the opportunity to create a living world where everyone logs in, it's their own server, and they can play this game that in, as if they created their own little SimCity, Sea, you know, uh, world kind of, I, I didn't want to say Sea World, but it came out anyways, um, but they can create their own kind of awesome adventure and have pirates with uh, class sheets. Uh, everyone has a role, and each class, you know, is good at a specific thing. And and uh, you know, you go and you play the game um, with your character, and you 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 know, you speak in a pirate voice, and you lock people up for being bad, and uh, you know, you have all these options. I would love to have a game that supports that, as well as the the standard kind of game that we're playing right now in adventure, where anything goes, and it doesn't really matter. Because uh, whatever whatever your grand intentions were, it's not gonna it's not gonna matter if you've got if you've got some really good uh, bloodthirsty pirates out there who are just gonna ruin it for for them or for you because it's what makes them happy. The next thing that you brought up was having a random button for the emote. Um, I I don't see this happening because they've put a lot of effort into giving us the different pages for emotes, and if they're gonna constantly be giving us more and more emotes. Um, I don't think that that's something that they're going to uh, want to pull uh, pull, pull the kind of mechanics out of the game or, or like, um, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that I don't think that they want to, to deter people from using something like a random button when they've put in all this effort to give us a way to customize each individual slot for the emotes. Uh, it's not like with cosmetics where um, it takes you out of the game or it does something different. Each emote has a very specific point to it and they want to make sure that people have full accuracy for that. The next thing that you brought up was an interesting one because it talks about uh, having a new Athena voyages, which I, I, I honestly don't know that I want them to do new Athena voyages if they don't just increase the Athena cap and add more cosmetics to it. Um, if they're going to put work in to add new voyages, which I... I agree what you what you what you said is good but it definitely takes away some of the um planned 
uh, planned experience that people tend to have when they do in Athena's. When they do in Athena's, they typically do it because they know what the reward is going to be. With doing something like the Fort of the Damned, it's hard to justify why that should be in Athena's quest uh, unless it is just to complete the Fort of the Damned. So you drop an Athena's quest and it says, go complete the Fort of the Damned. You already know you're going to be getting Athena's chests out of it. This one just gives you credit for completing the voyage uh, as well as the fort itself. Um, if they if they spend time on revamping Athena Fortune Voyages, um, then they that should be after they actually address some of the uh, issues behind why people can't do normal uh, trade company voyages right now because of the huge amount of mercenary voyages that are clogging up our our uh, voyage wheel or voyage list, and how we can't buy. In Athena's, I can't buy an Athena's. So to me, having new Athena's is pointless because all of the voyages that I get now are all just from Stitcher Jim and Duke. Uh, those are the only ones that I care about because I'm 50 with all the other ones, and they they tend to reward better than the voyages that we currently have from the standard trade company. So if they do anything, I want them to re-emphasize uh, uh, the trade companies and give better rewards for those at level 50. Uh, and I also want to have some distinctness with each company. I want to have like a faction. If I want to be a gold hoarder, then I want to be the best dang gold hoarder that ever existed. And I want to make sure that I look that way. And I don't care about the other reps. So those can all go by the wayside. I just want to be a gold hoarder. And the same goes with Order of Souls and Merchant Alliance, you know, have, having some some specificness or some, some specific specificity i can't think right now my brain's like fizzing out at this point but i want to have the 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 trade companies still be important because i think that there's still a lot of lore to them that would be fun to explore in the game if we have the opportunity but everything is so stuck right now on uh trying to introduce new lore um instead of of really kind of taking some of the lessons that we've learned from all the content that's come out since the start of the game to go back and address the 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 red herring uh or the elephant in the room whatever saying you want to say and talk about the original trade companies because they just don't matter they're just turn-in points at this point for when you do get treasure randomly for those companies um unless you're brand new at which point that's all you get uh, so it should be better. That should be the best it can be. Uh, similar to how, um, now nah, I'm not going to get into it. I've, I've, I don't need to get on that soapbox. Um, but yeah, I, I like the idea of Athena. I, I like the idea of Legends getting more to do and feeling more important and feeling more uh, rewarded for being a pirate legend. But I also see these glaring issues that are, are right in front of me when it comes to why why does it matter that I'm level 50 with all of these other reputations if the only one that I should care about is Pirate Legend or I should care about is Order of Souls or I should care about is Merchant Alliance. We've just started getting some hints in the game about the uh, Grand Maritime Union. That's something that has been uh, explained a lot in the expen extended universe through the comics. And if, if, you know, like I mentioned earlier with uh, Laguna Whispers, if past is precedent, I would not be surprised 
if the next update starts feeding us more information about the Grand Maritime Union and how they're uh, potentially sending ships or fleets out to the Sea of Thieves to try and claim what they think is rightfully theirs uh, instead of just what's ours. Um, thank you so much to Dog for writing in. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was really good to, to get some, some interesting thought going with some of the questions from the community. And I invite anyone else too, if you want to send me questions or thoughts or things you want me to, to talk about, feel free. Uh, I, I'm always up for, for talking about things that people bring up in, in the, for the podcast. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can always send me a message. C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com is the email address for the podcast podcast. Um, oh, before I forget, I just wanted to say uh, that the story that I read for the 100th episode, uh, the gentleman reached out to me and said that uh, he wanted to thank me for the voice work to put on top of the story. It was very funny and added a ton of life to the world. Uh, so he says, thank you so much. Um, I wanted to say too, if you type out an email that has a story that has dialogue and you want voices for that dialogue and you want me to kind of put a little work into making that kind of a nice first mate's law kind of like an audiobook i'd love to to do more of that as well too i mean i've been loving I, I've, I've been listening to audible books for years um in fact i'm going through the witcher one or the first the first witcher book right now just because i'm so in love with the series i'm so in love with the game um so i, I would encourage you if you do feel free to type it out um it, you know with with a narrative and in the voices if you want voices or if you have an idea of what kind of voices you want for it feel free get elaborate i'm i'm all open for that that's that's a it was a really fun thing to do and i enjoyed it and i don't mind uh once a week kind of sitting down and thinking up um how how to kind of make these people sound and what their story can sound like uh so thank you so much for that um if you want to get a hold of me just outside of email uh, the best way is either through Discord or through Twitter. Uh, those are my two main social media platforms. I'm on other places, but I honestly don't frequent them enough to to say that that would be the best place to get a hold of me. So at Twitter, C A P T underscore L O G U uh, N. The Discord sh or link is always in the show notes. So feel free to join the Discord. Um, we've got some new monitor or moderators that are helping make sure that um, people are being good and things are going smoothly. Uh, and if you guys ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to me there as well. Uh, or if you have First Mates Logs, there's a channel dedicated just to stories. It's just your stories. Um, next week, I'm probably going to be diving into one of the Discord stories that uh, I got this week, um, but I'm just I'm going to keep this one short. And that one came from, uh, I've got uh, a few actually, or no, did I say this one? I can't remember if I said Captain Phoenix, reach out to me. If you listen to this and let me know if I, if I did yours or not, cause I, it sounds familiar, but I know it's because I've read it already and I can't remember. So reach out to me through discord and let me know if I've already read it. Um, and then, uh, super pack put out a quick one. So I'm going to be reading his next week. Um, so if I get any other ones, I will either have them for the next episode or the episode later on after that. So, uh, pirates, like I said, I want to keep this short. I'm, I'm coming in under 40, 45 minutes for sure. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> 
that's going to do it for this episode. Pirates, thank you so much for listening this week. I understand it's a little bit shorter. I'm trying to keep it under 45 minutes this week, but I just wanted to say thank you for listening. I appreciate and love you, and I appreciate you joining me every week as we sit down to talk about Sea of Thieves. It's a great pleasure. I just got done talking about where you can reach me if you have any questions, comments, concerns. If you want to buy merchandise, there's a link in the show notes for t-shirts, mugs, all that good jazz. And if you have time, feel free to go over to Apple uh, Podcasts and, or pod, pod, Apple Podcasts. I think it's Apple. I can't remember what they do anymore. Uh, but leave a review for the show, an honest review, and I'll read it on the podcast as well, too, because I appreciate those. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next update. Hopefully, we'll get some news this week uh, telling us a little bit more about what's going to be coming and what to expect. Um, and with that, Pirates, that's going to do it. Thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.